Hello and welcome to Earth Medicine Podcast, your daily medicine for inspired living. My name is Alexia and I am sharing stories, motivations and wisdom from Mama Earth and her change makers. I am so excited you're here with me today. Now tune in and listen. Welcome friends and yogis. Today I am super excited to be sitting across from a very inspiring yogi and teacher um, and friend, Christian Coelho from Rio de Janeiro, uh, Brazil. Uh, I met Christian a few months or a year ago at uh, Forest Yoga Teacher Training, Advanced Training, and I got so inspired by this man that I decided to invite him along to some of my events. And he ends up sleeping on my sofa and <laughs> sharing a lot of his <laughs> stories with me today. I'm very excited to have you here, Christian. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me and for having me in your sofa. It's a very comfortable sofa. <laughs> I feel so blessed to have you here, really. So Christian is, um, be besides having set up the first forest yoga studio in Brazil, right? All of Brazil and also dancing salsa and teaching salsa. How long have you been doing that, by the way? For about six years now. Wow, it's yeah. a long time too. It's good, wow. otherwise it's wow. too much yoga. You need to move the body differently. Yeah, yeah, we should talk mm -hmm. about that more. Yes. <laughs> and Christian is also a student of shamanism, uh, really connected to the earth, so he brings his earth practices and prayers into his teachings as well, and also travels with a drum and and um, does a lot of uh, rituals and beautiful things all around um, Mother Earth. So that brings me to my first question. Why do you do that? <laughs> so why, why, do you, why do you bring in, you know, ceremony into your, your, even your yoga teaching? And what does ceremony mean to you? And how does it really connect you to the Earth? I feel that ceremony is the heart of yoga that what makes yoga spiritual practice mm. is the intent that we set and the quality of attention and the feeling that we bring into our heart as we practice a lot more i've been a lot more interested in that than knowing everything about anatomy or mm -hmm. being able to do incredibly difficult postures so ceremony for me is life i believe that for me at least there's no There's no reason to live without ceremony. And this ceremony is life. Life is ceremony. So, and I've been, f I was inspired initially through my, through my Brazilian family, my Brazilian heritage, who were really connected to the ocean, to, because we were so, we grew up so much surrounded by nature. Mm -hmm. So it was really something that was just close to us. Mm -hmm. And I find that that's what, people really need nowadays mm -hmm. that people whether you see it or whether they say it or not people live in a really stressed out and lonely world mm -hmm. so I feel that the ceremonies that we do connect us to to first sitting in a circle that you know we perhaps have lost you know from nowadays we don't sit in circles we don't share stories and and I I feel that the guru position of you know sitting in a highly elevated platform with a white robe chanting Sanskrit is the days of that is maybe gone 
And I think it's now time for us to sit in circles and as a community help each other out for, for growth and for healing. Mm, and, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I think it's basically like ceremonies help you to tap into a really dr- raw and genuine part of yourself that uh-huh. it's not just up dog, exhale, down dog, very good, you know, like it's some, there's something else that goes on when you tap into that, mm-hmm. into that space. So do you feel like when you open ceremony, also your yoga classes are then like a ceremony for people that it allows your students to dive a lot deeper? Sure. Or what, what, what happens sure. to them? Like, I mean, do they open up to you more or to your teaching more? Or what is it that kind of really changes Yeah, I think the, the most important ceremony. for me is for me to do the work mm-hmm. as, I, as I do the ceremony. Mm-hmm. So if I allow myself to be vulnerable and free and playful and just myself, that will give people authorization to also do that if, mm-hmm. if they connect to it, you know. And, and when they do that, there's, no, there's not so much thinking. There's not so much, am I doing it right or am I doing it wrong? There's just being. And sometimes when I do these things, they just go super quick, like, it finished, you know? Like, I didn't even think, like, you know? It just happens. Mm-hmm. And I find that when you're in that space, time is, there's no time, you know? There's mm-hmm. just being and allowing yourself to get out of your own way. Yes, and when you do yes. that, people do it automatically as well because you are doing it. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. I uh, just uh, hosted a cacao ceremony three days ago and it was like that, you know. You start mm. a ceremony and two hours, three hours, three and a half hours to just go by because once you open up, it's like... <sighs> sure, and if people are in right. the same vibe as you, that's mm-hmm. even better. Yeah, 100%. Wow. So do you feel like... Uh, ceremony is or should be an important thing to do regularly in people's lives. Sure. I th- to I th- set a certain time for it even and, and to really, you know, celebrate it and prepare for it. Absolutely. Like, I've been feeling more and more strongly how important it is to have a certain discipline with ceremony as well. Mm-hmm. Because it's one thing it's important to also like be flexible and not like um, expect from you so much rigidity because sometimes when you create a habit when you create a discipline it can become a habit and that's also dangerous but to set a time for you to practice sitting with what you feel to set some time to practice sitting with whatever it is that you want to release out of your body whatever it is you want to bring into your life to sit to set some time for you to uh, practice being grateful mm-hmm. I think it's key because it is a practice mm-hmm. gratitude is a practice uh, believing in that we are connected is a practice mm-hmm. it's not something that will just boop, like magic wand Turn and on. you're you know like it requires a lot of work man yeah and yeah, yeah I've been feeling that some days I'm more you know, happy with that than others, but it's like whenever I do it and whenever I allow myself to go there, the universe is like, here you are, it's always been here, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. it's okay that you didn't do it before, but it's here now, it's always Mm -hmm. here, just step in, it's here, so there's also, it's really, yeah. But it is a practice. It It is is, a practice. It is a practice. It is a practice. Do you think ceremony is 
a type of like healing for for the collective soul in a way or for the heart or what 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 does it heal or what does it help us to to find sure i think the whole basis of ceremony is that we are connected what we do mm -hmm. to ourselves affects everything we are also nature mm -hmm. so it whatever we do in a healing and positive way to us maybe we are not aware in a really subtle way but it ripples down effects in in other people and and then you become a little bit more attentive also to the signs of the universe you know that come up because oftentimes you hear the you know certain intention my intention is this my intention for that is this but there's also the intention of the universe you know mm -hmm. the universe is intention now is intentional meaning like uh, there the intentionality of the universe is just wanting you to grow into the most amazing creative manifestation of yourself so it would just you know like give you give you hints and when you vibrate in ceremony and in that way then you become more receptive for that and yeah it's if you think about like uh, how do you call like um the, the cementio of a tree like the the root of a tree like, yeah yeah like before it becomes a tree it, the root how do you call uh, the the base of the tree like yeah, the, the base call it like that <laughs> the, I think said the root oh the anyway it doesn't say to itself like oh my aim now is to become a tree like my intention it just allows the intentionality of the universe mm -hmm. to become a tree how beautiful know? is that and then like yeah. this is for us as well like okay we have to have an effort to for intent but we also have to let go out of our own way wow. so we let that creative stuff move through mm -hmm. us you know and. And I think that's when we know our dharma, you know, our purpose in our life. When we tap into that. Mm -hmm. uh, so do you think the medicine is really in the receptivity, in a way of being, becoming really receptive also to what the universe has to give us? Sure. Because, you know, very often nowadays we're so much in our head, we plan our lives to, mm -hmm. to you know, every day, all day, even our free time is planned out. Mm -hmm. And there's no mm -hmm. space for, for magic to happen in a way, right? Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. you just allow it to flow through you in a way. And I find that that could be a very healing thing for people to relearn again. Yes. For me, the most important thing is, and all the practice that I do to begin with, is to get out of my own way. <laughs> yeah. Because we, the most, most obstacle that we have is our mind. Mm. and identifying and believing in the thing that goes on like in between our ears and our judgments and our beliefs and our uh, right. cultural constructs that we have so once we yeah. stop believing so much on these fantasies that go on in the mind and we you know get out of our own way then we can become more receptive for whatever it is that mm -hmm. we have to do in the world mm -hmm. and for me what is really inspiring is it like for example forest yoga practice it inspires you to breathe in this really specific way and when you breathe in a more effective way then it's uh then it is like when you breathe in a really you know profound way you are doing that you are getting out of your own way when you mm -hmm. breathe in a more efficient mm -hmm. full in a profound way yeah that's healing that's healing yeah the forest yoga practice is very much a, a healing practice mm. I find 
do you think that yoga needs to be mm-hmm. a healing practice with that intention? I'm asking that specifically because there, you know, there are so many practices out there nowadays, and a lot of them are very anatomy based, sure, um, and sure. or purely anatomy or fitness based, and. You know, not to say anything against these practices, because I find even in getting to know your body, you can find a lot of depth, you know, and it can be very deep and and finding a lot about yourself um, as well. But do you think that the healing aspect needs to be a stronger one nowadays or to even show people like a way of kind of, you know, coming in touch with themselves in a deeper way to be calling it ceremony or what makes it deeper? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, th- this, this question of anatomy is really interesting because I have so many friends, teachers that are so detailed, you know, with anatomy. Know. And they create, Me too, yeah. They create, like, <laughs> sequences that are, like, perfectly aligned, you know, and, you know, that make absolute sense. And, and it's great and it's exciting, you know, because it makes you, like, super involved, like, you know, as you practice. But I also find that there's a danger zone there because... You can become over overthinking, you know, as you practice. Or, yeah, I think you. There's a danger of like losing the magic, you know, and the sensing, like feeling mm-hmm. element of the practice. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's really beautiful to have a bit of both. <laughs> a bit of both, yeah. Yeah, because you can have yeah. both because you can practice in a safe way, you know, with knowing your body. But on the other hand, practicing with all these anatomical cues is, I think, maybe one of the easiest ways of doing it because you say, your body rotates externally this way and you're like, okay, your mind goes, okay, yeah, fine. And this thigh rolls out this way and this arm and hand rolls out this way and then you, you, it's like 45 degrees here, 30 degrees there and your, body's, your mind says, yes, yes. Like it's kind of like relatively easy to follow mm-hmm. once you practice, mm-hmm. you know. But the deep inner work of like jumping into the unknown and into the feeling and into your body, so that's uh, it takes more, I think, more courage, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. And the forest yoga is holds space for both, right? It's an anatomy based uh, teaching still with a lot of space for ceremony as well, right? So how sure. does explain how does a class look like? Yeah, I mean, it depends when you who teach a class. depends who's a teacher, you know. Like my teacher Jumbo, he's like. Yeah. A ceremonial magician, a dragon, and then he steps into you know the anatomy and he weaves you in beautifully. But then he then brings you back into like another parallel universe, and I think that's really beautiful to have. You <laughs> know, like, like yoga teachers are becoming magicians, I huh? Know. <laughs> I think we're all magicians, you know. But then you know, if it really depends on your background, you know, if yeah, that's what yeah. you are passionate about, then you will bring that. Mm-hmm. But so that that I think is cool that forest allows you the freedom to do that. Right. Uh, if you're anatomy based, then you do the anatomy, and you know, and then if you're more ceremony, you can bring in more of the Native American stuff mm. into the classroom. But basically, the forest is. Uh, I find that it is a healing practice because it was based around, you know, the dressing, the difficult, ugly, shitty stuff that we have in our life, and that was what you know, Anna Forest went through and like discovered in her own practice. You know what gets into that spot, you know, into mm-hmm. that transformation, growth, and, and healing. So it's the main intention of the practice. That If there's one word to describe forest, I would say it is just healing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. But since it takes, or the intent is to take people into the very, you know, shadows 
of mm. themselves, do you think it's appropriate to send beginners to forest yoga too? Mm. Or do you find that there's a certain you know, difficulty to, to go deep or even to sure. start with this type of practice? Sure, I think it depends. Like You have to be really sensitive as a teacher yeah. you know, how you bring it in. Yeah, because course. if you try to force it, then it can become aggressive mm -hmm. or the student will just turn around and will not get it. You know, right, right. But I think the foundation work for it to become healing is the breath. Is That's the, breath. the first thing mm -hmm. you can start guiding your students is how to breathe, where mm -hmm. to breathe. You know, and mm -hmm. uh, that's mm -hmm. a really beautiful place for them to start because the breath is like proven that how we breathe affects how we feel and what we think. And so that's already a shift that happens in a, in a non, you know, like, mm -hmm. like don't even need to speak about shadows or like right, any right. hippie stuff that the guys won't, <laughs> right. won't connect to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And tell me, how did you get into forest yoga? And what was, uh, like, how did you start with this practice? Mm, I mean, it was right at the right time when things were supposed to happen. I had just had a really traumatic breakup. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I was, like, really, like, on that space of, like, self-mutilation, you know, and self-criticism. Oh. And, and then I, I was already practicing forest because I used to teach in a studio in London that had forest in their schedule. But when I discovered the opportunity of, of doing, and then I met Jumbo, you know, my teacher, and that's when things were like, okay, amazing. This this is something that I, mm -hmm. that I connect to, and then I decided to do the, the foundation training, mm -hmm. and that was a step, that you know took me deeper into the ceremony side of things, and mm -hmm. meet and meeting Jumbo was you know a really, a gift, you know, a blessing. Mm -hmm. And the whole forest community is a really, I feel, I feel it's a really beautiful community, you know. There's a mm. lot that is changing, that has been changing, there's always will change. But the meetings and the teachings are rooted in this mm -hmm. really genuine, you know, like, truth. So, yeah, I, I started forest because I was, like, suffering. And I think everybody, you know, will, will get into that point of life that something happens, you know. Mm -hmm. You lose somebody or, like... There's something inside that is bubbling up that may they may not know what it is, but it's uh, that takes you to a more reflective uh, kind of like state of mind that will, will naturally and makes the, you reflect on the things, readiness you know? to go deeper too, right? I I feel like you can practice anatomy based or fitness style yoga only until you have reached a first life crisis or a traumatic experience because then there comes the prayer, you know, mm -hmm. to heal or to go deeper mm -hmm. and there's something inside that is just, you know, praying for an answer or praying for healing or even without you saying it loud, but you, you know, you want to find back to yourself. And sometimes these experiences that really break you or traumatize you or, yeah, really, really bring you like to the very limits they're the big, the biggest gift because mm. they bring mm. you your teachers, right? Like, like in your sure. example. Absolutely, it's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And for me, I was exposed to it from a very early age, through like my my experiences in Brazil growing up. I had some difficult experiences, but they're also, mm -hmm. as you said, you know, they showed me incredible people that taught me a lot about mm -hmm. yoga mm -hmm. without being yoga teachers. You mm -hmm. know. Yeah, we can find yogis without mm -hmm. being a yogi, uh, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. And 
about the ceremony so when did you decide to deepen those studies or practices so how did you get into shamanism and are you building links now yeah. and bringing all of that together or is that still something that you keep very separate mm-hmm. I connected mainly main, I really connected when I, moved, when I moved back to Brazil so I lived in London for four years mm-hmm. teaching and practicing in London and after four years you know being based in London I decided to move back to Brazil to open the studio and when I moved back I just sat down in ceremony and said I really want to connect to somebody who does this you know mm-hmm. and does it in a really genuine truthful place and a week later I met this who's now my my teacher my shaman in Brazil and he we built the drum together we do you know like the sweat lodges together so I'm like following him around and that made me become more inspired into connecting first and into connecting this into my own personal practice and then into translating that in teaching mm-hmm. so what are the things that you do in your personal practice oh man <laughs> okay here we go is that too personal of a question <laughs> no no but it's like i have to set myself up for like two hours if i can like three hours for my morning practice because there's so much you know now that you want to squeeze in the two so personal practice i mean i, I mean now it's like meditation you know it's it, this is the beginning of of my what i start doing is like you need to sit with what you feel mm-hmm And after I do that, then I connect to the four directions. I sing and I set an intent and I try to keep that close to me, you know, throughout my day. But when it comes to teaching, it's interesting because I still teach, you know, like rocket yoga, vinyasa yoga, which are not, you know, necessarily like rooted in ceremony as forest is, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but you can still, you know, we weave things in like a reset a strong intention keep guiding people to go inside you know throughout the practice and not just be like push 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 you know so yeah and yeah. it's in the end your energy as well right mm-hmm. because people feel mm-hmm. they feel your practice even your personal practice i think and yeah. what you say between the lines Absolutely. it gets to people because in the end it's all energy right yeah. so as yeah. a teacher you're working that's what you're moving with. energy that is it That is it. as well yeah is there like a favorite practice that you do like if you could just choose one or two things that you would like do every day that just really that that really inspire you is that calling is that meditation or are you the four yeah. directions or is that something else that is I think It's difficult, but I mean, if we put it in a nutshell, yeah, one would be meditation, and that's something that I struggle with, that I have struggled with, you mm. know, because sitting is hard. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is singing. Oh, know? right. That's it, man. Singing is like, yeah. In Portuguese, we say, quem canta os males espanta. It's like, who sings, the bad seas go away. You know, it's like the best antidepressant is your drum. You know, you just sing, sing, and you move energy. Wow, wow. So do people in Brazil generally like sing a lot, even the people who can't sing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, People are are on it. People get it. Because in Europe and I guess here, over here, people are very afraid. You know, I I teach mantras and I sing with my drum a lot too. And I'm not the best singer, but I just do it. But I noticed that 
there's a lot of resistance sure. in people in sure. sharing the voice. And it's just about sharing the voice and discovering the power of your voice, I find. But it's good to hear that Brazilians are yeah, <laughs> ready. Mean, generally speaking, yeah, but it does, you know, people people are struggling and people feel lonely, you know. And, uh -huh. and when you put your voice out, it's like, you're, yeah, you're moving, you're moving something inside of you. And whether you're a good singer or a bad singer, you're, you're just putting your voice out and that's a really mm -hmm. healing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, singing, singing is powerful. Do you sing yeah. with your drum medicine songs mm -hmm. or do you sing mantras or I what do you sing? I medicine, medicine songs, yeah, drum. Yeah. Yeah, that's I it. I think you should sing one. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> now. Okay. Okay, well... It's just, I, um, learned, I learned this new one, okay. There's a new song you're going to play as well. <laughs> Let me just see. Because you know the lyrics. Okay, well, mm, so many. Decision time. Sing your favorite one. Now if singing is the thing that sparks your fire, now sing one that really sparks you. Yeah, okay, this one then, because this is a, this is what I've been using in my personal practice lately. The river is flowing, flowing and growing. The river is flowing back to the sea. Mother Earth, carry me, your child I will always be. Mother Earth, carry me back to the sea, back to the sea. The moon, she is waiting, waxing and waiting. The moon, she is waiting for us to be free. Sister Moon, shine over me, your child I will always be. Sister Moon, shine over me until I am free, until I am free. The sun, he is shining, rising and shining. The sun, he is shining to brighten our way. Father Sun, shine over me, your child I will always be. Father Sun, shine over me and brighten my way, and brighten my way. The fire is burning, destroying and burning. The fire is burning for us to be clean. Bright flame, burn over me, your child I will always be. Bright flame, burn over me until I am pure, until I am pure. The lightning is striking, gloriously striking. The lightning is striking to show us our gifts. Oh, lightning, strike over me, your child I will always be. Oh, lightning, strike over me and show me my gifts. And show me my gifts. The thunder is roaring, mightily roaring. The thunder is roaring to give us a song. Oh, thunder, roar over me, your child I will always be. Oh, thunder, roar over me and give me my song. And give me my song. The earth, she is steady, steady and still. The earth, she is steady under my feet. 
Mother Earth, hold me, your child I will always be. Mother Earth, hold me and tell me I'm home. And tell me I'm home. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that song. Wow. It moves energy. It moves energy. It moves me. <laughs> <laughs> Songs do move me. Wow. Thank you so much, Christian. Thank you for sharing your words, your wisdom, and your song from the heart. And I hope to speak to you very soon again. We'll invite him back to Austria. Do you want to share before we, we finish um, about your kind of next maybe retreats or where you'll be or where we can find you. Sure. So you can find me all on Instagram at Christian Coelho Yoga. My website is also ChristianCoelhoYoga.com and then I put all my schedule both in Brazil and internationally. I teach regularly in Sao Paulo and in Rio. But I'll be back in the in Europe in September in Norway, Sweden, London. And I gotta make it to Austria again. Yeah. So I'll be back to Austria. <laughs> oh, oh, brother. Uh, oh, thank <laughs> so you. So excited. Thank you.